Welcome to Soundings Podcast. I'm Dudley Evanson, and for more than four decades, my husband Dean Evanson and I have created music and media that supports people and the planet. In our Soundings Podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with wisdom keepers we have met in the course of our life journey. To learn more about our activities and releases, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. In this podcast, we'll be hearing an interview with Sylvia Nakash from our Sonic Healing Meet the Masters video course. This is from Session 5, Sound Healing Clinicians. Sylvia Nakash is a pioneer in the field of sound, transformation, and musical shamanism. She is a Grammy-nominated musician, composer, author, and presenter, and has released numerous CD albums. She is the founding director of the Volks Monday School, devoted to teaching and preserving indigenous musical traditions. She has contributed an extensive body of therapeutic vocal techniques that have become landmarks in the field of sound healing and cross-cultural music therapy training. Utney Magazine selected her as one of the top 40 artists who will shake the art world. Enjoy. Uh, my name is Sylvia Nakash, and um, I grew up in Europe and South America. And uh, from the very beginning, I um, manifest uh, a musician on me, and I study classical music for um, hundreds of years, or maybe three generations. And um, <clears throat> then uh, I did my... Um, but my background is in psychology and clinical work, and of course I became a music therapist in a long, long time ago, and always work uh, with the integration of music and consciousness, and um, naturally it leads to healing or transformation. Um, being interested in cultures, um, all my life because my multicultural background. I travel all over the world as much as I could, studying the musics of different peoples. And um, the way that music uh, uh, can serve healing and assist therapeutic processes. And then uh, around the early 80s, I realized that uh, many of the sources of music and healing were in cultures that were extremely antique. Um, then I became almost like a full-time visitor of India and uh, the Amazon. And uh, for me, it's one place. <laughs> India is an Amazon and uh, a multi-diversity space for um, understanding the origin of musics and how music is part of our archetypes and how music is part of our basic makeup as humans. And healing, uh, it's part of the music. There's no separation. Music for healing music and it's one. Uh, the approach is one. Music is healing and healing is music. I like that approach, and since 1982, I've been full-time um, 
devotedly uh, with absolute diligence and dedication to study with the same teacher of North Indian classical music, Ali Akbar Khan. Uh, Ustar Ali Akbar Khan, maestro, one of the greatest musicians in this planet ever. And uh, it would direct uh, guidance and teachings. I learned the power of what is called Raga Rasa. And that was a precious link in my Western, that was missing in my Western education as a musician and composer and music therapeutic assistance clinician um, in uh, North India and also all India and Sanskrit they use the word rasa which has to be with the impact of music or an art uh, the impact that music and art has in emotions naturally how it conveys aesthetic emotions and that make a big difference in my life as a clinician and a musician and a performer and a composer and an educator because I realized that the expressive power of music not necessarily needs to be um, imposed. Uh, it's when the musician's intention, it's pure uh, and it's very concentrated in the power of melody and rhythm and harmony, uh, rasa happens, which is that sense of transformation, emotional deep transformation. John Cage discovered it, uh, Jacinto Chelsea discovered it, great composers discovered the power of um, naturally evoking, invoking, impacting music. Then that's what I do now. I uh, created a school uh, just to be completely free about bringing uh, the, the world of music in education and transformation and healing. The school was born in uh, Italy in 1988 and the name of the school is Vox Mundi. It's a project, it's a school, it's a place for transformation through music and healing. Uh, Vox Mundi project has schools in Barcelona, it has schools uh, in Rio de Janeiro, it has a university program in Argentina and has um, headquarters in Berkeley, California. And, uh, and now we are starting a whole uh, sound certificate, sound healing and voice and music healing certificate program at California Institute of Integral Studies, uh, bringing um, all innovators and the source and wisdom teachers of these traditions. Then basically, I've been involved in music as healing and healing as music since I remember me. For me, it was always multicultural, and for me, it was always service. I didn't have a lot of fun reading the books. <laughs> I experienced the books. Um, I think embodiment was a very important piece, which is what I'm trying to bring into the world, that people can embody the power of music healing. Embody means they are, whatever they, whatever they do, forever, unconditionally, is about music and healing.
then my background is still connecting with the precious links and the sources and people travel with me because I think it's very important for people interested in music and sound and healing you know as, as part of my, my, my wealth of experience to go to the places where the music and, and music is healing and healing is music like in the middle of the jungle or in the Amazon, Brazilian Amazon or uh, the north of Norway or India. Then we do those trips twice a year or once a year whenever it's possible and go to study with the masters of sound enlightenment. Then um, my life is the very integrated and involved and engaged in music, performance of music, service, healing, spirituality through music, um, writing as much as I have time for about my um, revelations and things that can help people a little bit, making CDs and recordings because I'm officially just a composer. And I think uh, my intention still has to be with bringing, uh, embracing many cultures and being sure that all cultures of music and music healing are um, uh, deserve or, or, or are known and are approached um, and are bring, are, you see, in education it's important to know about the sources as well as the state of the art. Um, and I suspect that music healing has to be rooted in a direct lineage. That um, it's not enough to be a music healer without having a family behind you of wisdom. That's where I am pretty much intending now to search. Um, for that to last and be powerful beyond publicity and things that you can buy, it has to be in, in the lineage. How does music heal? Uh, through a devotional uh, relationship with it, uh, meaning um, music uh, can transform by uh, the way that the person that exposes the music to others to transform. Um, it's aware of how the music is uh, composed, created, what kind of melodies, how long those melodies are, being, are played, um, how the harmonies move, how fast, what is the pace of the music tempo, um, how many hours or minutes you play the same scale, major, minor. Uh, if you make a whole CD in minor scale and play it for 72 minutes to someone, yeah, that person will be probably or depressed after or completely romantically confused or probably go to sleep. Then how the music is structured meaning melodically, harmonically, rhythmically, just to make it simple, produce or not rasa, which is the quality that will be the healing quality of music, emotionally transforming. 
Um, frequencies are important. Uh, again, how high, how low is the music? And how long you expose people to high frequencies and low? I mean, I love those um, big glass balls, quartz, you know, the um, crystal balls. I think they're incredible. But, uh, and it's important to learn how to use them. There are people that are very good about, you know, listening to all the millions of frequencies that they produce in one minute. And how long you uh, you offer and how you offer and which is the intention, there's all these different parts that creates the healing environment, uh, the container. Um, we are clinicians. There's no difference between us and doctors. Depending which medicine we give to whom and how and the dose, how many times a day they take it, you produce the effect. But if somebody comes to see me for once, and I don't see this person anymore, it, we might have a great experience. And might, maybe something shift energetically, but I don't know for how long. Because the devotion is part of working with music and healing, ongoing, continuity. It's almost like tantric knowledge, wisdom. Do you work in hospital settings? I work uh, in hospital se settings, um, um, training nurses, music therapists, and seeing a specific patients. Now, I mean, I work since 1974. Then now, I started with uh, psycho psychotics and psychosis, and then drug abuse. And then I think I've seen almost every kind of populations, uh, what is called now um, bipolar disorders, uh, Alzheimer's. And now I am physically, spiritually, and um, intellectually very involved in terminally ill and palliative care. Uh, I think I deserve to work in that field now after so many years of devotional clinical work. And so what do you do when you go in? It's just your company. Your company, you hear, you listen to all the, the bardo, the different stages of transformation. People that are ready to, 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 to pass away and um, there are different forms of that. Uh, you work with fear. Then you work with music that, um, that um, contains the fear and um, releases um, the, the antidote. Again, it's medicine. Right. I, see, I see I approach music as medicines, as herbs or things like that kind, um, as medicine. Well, I want to know how you see sound affecting the body. How does it happen? And, and of course, you use the voice a lot, too, right? Oh, yeah. So the voice. So if you could explain. Okay. Uh, I started in early uh, 70s working with a lot of instruments and of course Western instruments because I was still in the only Western 
style, environment, container. Pianos and guitars and drums and flutes and very tunable instruments. And now in 2001, is that right? <laughs> That's what we are doing now. Right. 2005, sorry. Um, 2005, uh, from 2000 on, I've been working with almost no instruments, which is interesting. Back, you see, naturally, I'm supposed to be guided for some um, uh, invisible dimensions to go into the sources of lineages of sound and healing. Then now I work mostly with the voice and on drones, instruments that offer one nice harmonic sound and accompanies the voice. Um, then the voice becomes the healer that moves very slow. Uh, we feed a lot of our education on the voice in a form of classical Indian music called Drupath that moves with vocal meditation very slow from one note approaching the other note almost microtonally. Then that movement, slow movement of melodic of the voice is like, uh, it's, it, it's the same, it's the metaphor of uh, approaching um, harmony, meeting someone you love. Uh, indulging yourself through very small movements of melody. Um, the voice relaxes the breath and the breath relaxes the voice because you don't have to sing a lot of notes at the same time. You don't have to run after the, the rhythm. Then all that space allows for the voice be to become a healer. Um, and then we feed the voice with that kind of slow, melodic, almost tonal movement from one tone to the next one, involving the, the light of sound and, and healing, which is consciousness, attention, awareness, very slow. And then in, the, in that ex contemplative space, we find uh, release, um, and relaxation and, and hopefully healing and transformation. Or sometimes because the condition, the circumstance, um, we shift into a different mode and we were with a very uh, shamanic, periodic rhythms with the voice, very percussive, like a drum, like a horse. Oh, the horse of the shaman, you know, and the voice really becomes pure, um, uh, I would say, hyperventilation and, and again moves through different state of consciousness. Then I have a whole different strategies, uh, vocal strategies that I've been naturally creating and receiving and composing in early 70s and they are forms of approaching healing with the voice. Some of them are very short, some of them are very long, some of them are uh, inspired by traditions of um, healing that come from the north of Europe 
or the medieval music, uh, very melodious forms of harmony um, based on deep listening to the person that is offering the medicine of music. Then the voice becomes, through breath, uh, allows us to enter in the space of clarity. Thank you for listening to our Soundings podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this program. To learn more about our music, guided meditations, and videos, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. Peace through music blessings.